The Lord never despairs over the amount of suffering that's in the world. I often think, how can he look out over all that's happening around the world and not have a nervous breakdown? There's so much of it. So he has to find a spiritual way to express how he feels, and that is that he mourns over it. Mourning can therefore be a godly response, which leads to very practical ways to alleviate that suffering. It can drive us closer to the Lord's heart rather than driving us away from it. And I think that's fantastic, especially when we're facing situations that don't have any easy closure. We've got very good friends in America who have been ministering for donkey's years and the wife has gone down with very bad Alzheimer's and is now living apart from him in a home. And he's saying this is really hard because we married for life till death us do part and she's not dead, but we are separated as a result of the Alzheimer's. That's hard, the long goodbye as it were. It takes particular grace to cope with shrinking horizons. I often wonder how Elijah felt as he watched the waters of the brook Kerith gradually shrinking from day to day. God had said he was going to supply his needs there and meet his liquid needs too through the brook, but it was shrinking from day to day. Sure, he had something else lined up, but he had to go through that process of watching it shrinking. And many of us are aware of certain things that are shrinking in our lives, and we need grace to know how to cope with that. I was told by my doctor just before I moved to Malvern that my pancreas is basically giving up. And that's hard to handle because it means that my blood sugars become highly unpredictable and volatile. And it's a difficult thing to handle. We're having to cope with the fact that we can't do many of the things now that a few months ago, and certainly a few years ago, we could do easily. Our energy levels aren't the same, and the diabetes has cut in in all kinds of ways. One has to accept that there are changes in life that happen. We've had prayer for the diabetes. So far, God hasn't healed my pancreas. And so we're having to make adjustments to shrinking horizons. But at the same time, the Lord perfectly blends the yoke to fit where you're at. And so now, instead of charging around the country as I did for well over a quarter of a century preaching everywhere, I'm now called to write to pray to counsel, which is a rooted thing rather than a traveling thing. It's great and it's wonderful and it's an enormous privilege, but it also means there's a loss involved to enter the fullness that the Lord has. And that is so much part of life. I like the title of a book that Ross saw the other day. It was written by an American Benedictine nun, Growing Old Gracefully. <laughs> I think we need to order it. <laughs> Paul's call is that we should give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus it's not only a biblical command it's a spiritual revelation it's when we take down the sword of praise from its passive place on the wall and actually deploy it against a whole range of doubts and daunting thoughts. 
Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The Americans speak about the gratitude attitude of just actually pausing to thank God for the endless little things he gives us every day that makes our lives so much the richer. And when we can just pause and think of things we're going to be involved in, events, either looking back on them with gratitude or looking forward to them with gratitude and prayer, it makes it so rich. It's so easy when the pressure is on to let thanks turn downwards and we go into moan mode. We uh, had the great privilege last week, Ross and I, we were up in a part of the country where we were able to go and visit one of our daughter Ruth's first friends from high school. We knew her as an early teenager going through school together as an immensely vivacious young Christian girl who used to come into our lounge and turn somersaults and cartwheels and more with incredible dexterity because she was a top gymnast, absolutely top flight. And then she got smitten down with one of these ME things and she has barely been off a sofa now in seven to 10 years. Can you just imagine? Somebody so active, so vivacious. And you think, oh, you're going to go to her house and you'll find her glooming and mooning and mourning. Not a bit of it. She shines with the love of the Lord. It's an absolute pleasure every time to go and visit her. She's so grateful. She's so interested in other people. She gives of herself. She's so prayerful. And she's in her early 20s, mid-20s now. It's so wonderful to see. So free from resentment. You know, it's so easy to indulge the poms, isn't it? The poor old me's. <laughs> And there she is with so much that she could be pomming about. And she's full of the Lord's Spirit. She's giving thanks to the Lord in all circumstances. And I just think that's fantastic.